naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Iggy Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. this candle and we're going to uh, give thanks to our ancestors <clears throat> this candle probably means a lot more to me today and I want to welcome everybody to my show uh, Garcia Live I hope you can stay with me for a little bit I wanted to share today just because you know when you're in the in that moment it's sometimes better to share I know I share in the evening usually but I, I have a calling to just get on Share today at this moment while the while we're home from the holidays, some of us, and um, I just want to say, um, I want to give thanks to everybody, everybody who's in my life, everybody who's been part of my circle in and out, and for those who, um, who are still in it, a big thanks. But, um, this candle, I'm lighting it today just because I light a candle every day when I do my show, or just every day, just to give thanks. It's just a reminder when we light that little fire on the candle, on the wick. The energy behind that. The energy that is created from that. The magic that's created from that. The fire that within the wick, within the candle. Kind of like us. You know, when someone lights our lights us up in a good way or negative way, whatever way. We, we we become active. We respond or we react. But then we also realize that our time here on the planet is very short. We don't notice it because every day we're doing our normal thing, living, um, going through the each moment, each time, everything that we do as as human beings. And so I'm here with this candle and I'm looking at this candle which is a multi-colored candle so when it melts it melts into different colors red yellow <clears throat> blue white orange red and then they mix and then i'm thinking this is a very good example of who we are as in people indigenous european doesn't matter it doesn't matter where you come from really in the end when our bloods mix we become Whatever we become, we become that representation of whatever that we were meant to be. I happen to be Peruvian, indigenous Peruvian, European Peruvian, you know, Spanish, Basque, Welsh, Scottish, Greek, Russian, Mali, Norwegian, and a few others there. The Italian it's all embedded in there that codes embedded inside of me inside of you in regardless if you're considered pure blood Native American or European <clears throat> somewhere down the line we all come from the same root connection we all come from the same 
place, which is the creator. We come from creation. We come from from above, from below, from all around. There's a great scheme, a great plan, a great mystery that brought us all together, that labored us and birthed us. And here we are, each one of us, each one of us with a miracle inside of us, each one of us with something to share with the world, every single human being on this planet, all of us, there's, there's not one. What we fail to believe is that we're special, that we're important, that we're just another human being on the planet taking up space. But I'm here to tell you something. If you believe that, then I respect that's your belief. But even if you believe that, I still believe that you're special, that you have something to share with the world. You have something to give to the world, something that no one else can give to the world in your world or anybody's world whoever you're around we may feel alone sometimes and feel like we're insignificant that we don't have enough to give or share with other people that sometimes that we don't matter and these are true feelings and emotions these are true things that reside inside of us sometimes we harbor those feelings and those emotions because, because of the experiences and the memories and the things that have happened to us, the things that have moved through us, the things that have we have encountered in our lives, the things that have just opened up our doors. And then sometimes we get lost in our minds. We get lost in our story. We get lost in the things that we create. We get lost in the story of who we think we are to the world versus how the world sees us or vice versa. Our perception of ourselves can be very skewed, can be very different to how someone else sees us or experiences us. <clears throat> In the end, you hold the final say of how you will experience life and how you will feel life and how life moves through you. In the end, you will be the one who will decide what's best for you. Some of us will live long lives and be content with how we lived. Some of us will live long lives and be very miserable and upset that we didn't give it all. Some of us will take our own lives because we had enough. We can't go any further. Some of us are dead from the head up, up and we died a long time ago. And everything just moves because it naturally does that. So this candle for my ancestors is important for me to remember where I come from, regardless of what they did, how they did, but forgiving myself that I don't have to do that anymore, that I didn't do that. Some of us carry the shame and the guilt of what other people did to other people, and other people carry the shame and put it upon us as well. Some would call, them, would call me a colonizer, yes. For that statement but in the end regardless of how we look at it if your intentions are well to make things better that your intentions are to make life better on this planet if your intentions are to help others and help yourself in the process then 
The labels mean nothing. They shouldn't bother you. But we shouldn't damn or criticize people because they have different thinking and beliefs of us. This is normal. It's human nature. But I will say, when do we forgive? When do we start changing? When do we start moving into the light that we so sorely seek? The light that we talk about, that we want to be good, that we want to go to heaven, that we don't want to go to hell, those of us who reside in those belief systems. Where do we go? What happens? Where? How do we move through that energy? How do we go and how do we manifest? And the question is, we just have to keep moving through it, moving through it, moving through it until we find the combination. And it is a combination. It is a combination of feelings and emotions. It is a combination of what happens in our lives. Because as human beings, we are fragile creatures. We are only strong because we are many. But when we're alone in our own thoughts and our minds, we become very very encompassed in what we believe, who we see, and how we feel about how the world sees us. Some of us can come from a place of arrogance. Some come from a place of misery and doubt. Some of us come from a place of joy and happiness. But we ebb and flow in that. But we're all here because somebody lit the first candle. Somebody lit the first light. Someone believed that if they kept going, that there could be more and better things. I'm a firm believer, it may not be true, it may be true, that we're here. That we're here. And we're here to be the next generation better. To make the next group of people who <clears throat> manifest and create better. I truly believe that. Some of us don't see that because, number one, we weren't taught that. Because we don't have a point of reference of that. Because our upbringing wasn't that. For a lot of us, it's survival. It's just to survive and make it to the next day. Were our ancestors that way? Oh, I'm sure they were at some point. They fought to survive. They fought to get where they needed to be. They worked hard to be where they had to be. And I know I talk about this a lot on my shows about the ancestors. Can they see us? Sure. Can you see them? Sure. All you have to do is look at a picture. Look at a video. Read a note they wrote to you. Remember the feelings and the words they said to you. That's how you know your ancestors are with you. As long as you keep their memory alive, they never die. I think humans always strive to leave some kind of legacy, some kind of memory about who they were. <clears throat> so others can have a story, a point of view, a reference about what it was to be human in that time. 1966, I was born. 2021, I sit here. With a family, my wife, my three children, my four grandchildren, and all the aunts and uncles and friends and family. And every day, I don't say I wake up and it's a 
basket full of strawberries, you know, or cherries or whatever you want to call it. But, but you, when you have the cognitive idea and the, the awareness that your job is to improve yourself, heal yourself, and get better, it sets an example for all the other things that happen in your life. It sets the example for all the people watching. It sets the example for your grandkids and your children. Because if you don't think they're watching, they're watching. And they're paying attention. And they're on the ball with it. You may not be attentive to it or understand what's going on. But it is happening. It is definitely happening. It is definitely happening. You know, as you phase out of your life, as you will, one day, as I phase away, Maybe there'll be one generation, maybe two. But then after 50 or 100 years, you're nothing but a memory. Ask yourself how many generations back you can remember. And I'm not talking about the ones you wrote down. I'm talking about the ones that were orally passed by your ancestors about the people before you. Do you have those stories? Some of you may and some of you may not. But I'm here to tell you that you can start creating those stories about your life, about your people, about your tribes. We're nothing but one big tribe with differences in opinions. One big tribe who strives to do better for the next. And sometimes other tribe members get in the way with different sets of ideas. And then man becomes angry with man. And man shoots man kills man destroys man because we've created a system that doesn't work a system that doesn't validate the being if you think the system we have today validates humanity i'm gonna laugh the 3d world that we've created helped sustain that has been created for us is not about humanity it's about productivity and survival and product movement, capitalism, socialism, communism, all those isms. It's to sustain and to teach and to push forward. Even shamanism is, is a word, is an ism. When you say shamanism, because you want to sustain and push forward the ideas and the beliefs of what you created. Does it all have purpose? Everything has purpose, yes, for someone. But sometimes the purpose is just adapted and infused into our belief system. It's infused in us. We also have to learn how to adapt to it. For many of us, those systems don't work or they're not working. But we live in them because we have no other choice. We don't have any other vehicle to ride at this time. Move my candle here for a minute. That'll burn throughout the show. So I'm here to share that, you know, most of us live on the black road, which is the 3D world that you all live in. I live in it. You live in it. It doesn't matter if you want to go off the grid. You still have to create a system of organization, a system of belief, a system of community. Let's say you go off the grid because you don't want to be in the 3D world. Well, it's 5 a.m. It's time to chop wood. It's 7 a.m. It's time to gather water. It's winter. 
most of your food's dehydrated or you know some source of uh, communication with the outside world there in order for you to go shop the green the grass isn't greener on the other side just because it looks better because you don't want to be in this world it's about adaptability how do you move into the in the 3d into the 5d and how do you sustain a sustainable community when you're coming from philosophies and ideologies of the 3d world the box system go to work get up shop spend go to work get up shop spend you know an intentional community people are working together but you know intentional communities also have their downfalls too because they're still people unless you're totally absolutely by yourself maybe it doesn't work that way but i find that man does better when they're in, in a tribal setting a village setting community setting because people bring to the table gifts and things they can share and work together and then you barter and you share i watched countless documentaries about how intentional communities have counselors come in once a year or twice a year to talk with the community because the community is <clears throat> because they're people and people have differences and people can't always agree on things so then they have to have a mediator in order to work through that check it out because i tried to work on an intentional community before but also thought how would i make an intentional community within the community that i live in what can you do what can you say So right now, a lot of people, what's happening to a lot of people is there's a lot of change happening because during the awakening of 2012, the Mayan calendar reset, it's just a reset to a new awakening, a new place. And then things would be accelerating at a very fast, frantic pace, but not in a frantic pace like a cartoon where you're watching a cartoon. It's a frantic pace of humanity and how humanity strives to hold on to the old system, which it can't hold on to. Because it's, that's the whole energy what's being applied to it. The whole energy is being forced, pushed into it to sustain it. And it can't. And that's why it's falling apart. You don't see it falling apart because you're living in it and you're working and you're paying your bills and stuff. But they frantically, frantically are trying to keep it sustained all the time. Stocks, coins, banks, money, politicians, doctors, lawyers, sustaining. You know, so... These powers to be really work hard to keep the system alive because if the system collapses, it could be a problem for the people who hold a lot of the wealth. But here's what happens when you start to awaken, you start going into the 5D philosophies, the 5D ideologies, the 5D, you know, that there is a fifth dimension, you know, breaking down. That you're able to see something, you're feeling something. I mean, you can't, you're just in constant perpetual feeling and emotions of that things are not supposed to be this way. And you wake up every day and you're like, this is it. I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the treadmill. Who moved my cheese? Like there's a book called who moved my cheese, you know? And the thing is, when you start to wake up, you can't go back because it's like a rubber band stretched. Once you stretch it, it doesn't go back. So there are many of you who are very frustrated right now. There are a lot of people who are checking out right now. There's a, lot, there's a lot of death right now. There's a lot of movement from 3D to 5D into, you know, just leaving the planet. Do people want to leave? Some do, some don't, but there's a lot of check out. 
you energetically create uh, things in your system, your body, they will either help you or hurt you. Belief systems, ideas and things. If you think your family has heart conditions, heart problems, you're going to believe that because that's what they've been telling you. They've been teaching you since you're a little kid. Well, my mom had heart conditions, so I guess I must have a heart condition. So all your energies and all the chemicals and all the things in your mind start to produce the things that would put you into that category of having issues. How is it that one brother has it and one brother doesn't? They're from the same stock, right? They're from the same mother. They're from the same source of... Uh, of creation you know biological creation of mother and father i really believe belief systems is what hurts us it's one of those things that can also help us when we put it into effect properly how do you put it in effect properly first you have to address that what's in front of you if you're happy living the way you're living then turn me off turn the show off just keep going keep moving if you're not come back and listen to the rest of the show later but those of you who are not happy and find yourselves very frustrated find yourselves very isolated good that's excellent you're starting you're starting to go into that place to understand that this has been a shit show for a lot of us not just me for a lot of us some of us just wake up because we just wake up our intention was never to wake up we just woke up and then we find ourselves going what is going on you know we're like the little cicada here my friends made for me you know the little cicada you know he's or she's in the ground for 17 years depending what species of cicada but we use the 17 17 years in the ground as a larvae there doing its thing eating digesting communicating its whole world is existence for 17 years is underground and then it wakes up and it goes i have to get out of the ground i have to get out i have to move out and naturally symbiotically connected to the mother earth in her wisdom finite wisdom that we bastardize every day in abuser she creates and the cicada works its way up not quite a cicada yet because remember it has to shed its skin and then it makes its mating call and it calls and it screams and it's yelling because it knows that it has to create the next generation because they're going to become the ancestors pretty quick pretty soon so they're teaching the same way and they're in the ground and they move up they you know they grab onto a tree or whatever and then they begin to molt out of their shell they start to come out of there completely different existence completely different animal right still cicada but different and then for so many days it calls and it yells and it screams and it communicates it dances it sings it celebrates its life it it understands that it's good to be here it understands that we gave all we could and now let's give the best part of us to the next generation let's give the next best part of us so the next group can become better. And then they do. Then they mate and then they lay their eggs and then the thing process starts all over again. In 17 years, it happens again. But some of you are cognitively aware of the impacts that you have on people's lives. Some of you are, have a positive, negative, 
you know, or indifferent impacts on people's lives because other people have it on you. When you understand that you sometimes screw it up and take accountability for it, then it makes it easier to move through. But if you take it and you don't want to own it, then it rides inside of you. I didn't do anything. That's not my fault that they're assholes, you know. But you know, I say, well, maybe they're maybe they're assholes because maybe I was an asshole too, you know. Maybe I wasn't flexible or wasn't really listening. Or maybe they were just an asshole. <laughs> but either way, excuse my language, but sometimes you have to get to the point because dancing around the bush sometimes is why we have problems and issues. And then, then there are people that you touch and their lives are forever changed. Their lives are forever different. You know, my friend um, passed away last week of COVID and I hadn't seen him for a while, but I, you know, have other friends who were there and I ran to my friend, Doug Keeney, Doug Keeney, he just, he was really excited to see me. I was excited to see him. It was just kind of funny. I was outside the funeral home and there he was, boom, just like that. It wasn't even, it wasn't planned. It was just, it's kind of how the universe wanted us to engage and meet. Just gave me a big hug and then we walked around and then he introduced me to different people and family members and, you know, and then talked about old stuff, you know, how we, things that I don't remember. Not because I didn't, for, I forgot, just it's just in the back of my filing cabinet. And I remember him talking about um, Star Wars, how big an impact it was in our lives and how that opened up our imagination, our creation for things, future things to come. And he goes, yeah, this is Nacho. Because Nacho is my name when I was growing up. It means Ignacio, short for Ignacio. And everybody calls me Iggy because it's short for Ignacio too. And he goes, introduced me. He goes, yeah, this is Nacho. I don't know if you remember him. He, yeah, he was in my class. And he was R2-D2 in our class play. I was Luke Skywalker and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was R2-D2, wasn't I? You know, the, the little guy. Just because I was smaller by default. I, I liked R2-D2 too. Most people uh, don't know that about me. Because uh, I was just Star Wars fancy. And I got my R2-D2 right here. He sits on my desk. And reminds me. It doesn't matter how big you really are. It's just how big your heart is. And how big your drive is. And how motivated you can be. And how you can inspire other people. And you know R2-D2 has a big message when you think about it. You know his his dedication. His loyalty to his tribe and the people he loved and cared about and he was an android and the thing about star wars was they made these uh robots per se have emotions like true feeling emotions for the people that they were working with the people they were engaged with like they were just as much human as the other and so r2d2 was a big inspiration for me for long for many years as a kid because r2d2 was just one of those he was kind of like the didn't really have arms or anything and he was just kind of small and no one really took him serious but he could do a lot of cool things you know he could do things that other people couldn't do kind of like i was you know when i was a kid i was really fast i can get into spaces that other people couldn't get into you, you name it all the things that all the things that you can associate with shorter people i was even in someone's stool someone my friends would walk with me it was it's just funny but you know it was something a memory that somebody else had about you about what it meant what that person means to you and then we shared many many stories about our childhood and our lives and different things and how our friend was um 
our friend was on. He was always in military fatigue. He was always dressed. I mean, I never knew him. Him and another boy who were, were just dressed always like they were they were made for the military and he was he, he became a, i believe a ranger if i'm not mistaken army ranger and special forces and uh, so did doug and so it was it was it was good to reconnect with that old uh, those old memories and this one had unlocking and i've been talking a lot about the unlocking just the things opening and unlocking that had to unlock for me that had to be the thing and you realize the feelings, the emotions about these people that you haven't seen for a while. And then they tell you how they watch your show and how they listen to your podcast. And how it's it affects them and how they, they enjoy it and how it helps them. And then you get validation. Not that you were seeking validation at that moment, but you're like, oh, you have an aha moment. You're like, oh, there it is. I wasn't looking for it. it just... It was just there. It was there. And so that's why you do the things you do. That's why you believe in the things you do. That's why I do the things I do. Because I feel like I'm making a difference in my life. My life. Which makes a difference in other people's lives. And if I can make a difference in other people's lives. Then the world's my oyster. And I can do just about anything I want. When I have the right combination of friends, people, situations. You know. And then sometimes we don't have that either. And we just have to move forward and plug through. And so, I don't know. It was it was just fun. It was really interesting to be able to be connected with that. And that was super stoked about it. Going to miss my friend. Which takes me into the second half of what I want to talk about. And the second part is just being aware that you're awakening. And it can be a very frustrating time. And sometimes it can be so frustrating that you don't even know. And your mind is kind of confused. I believe there are a lot of people who are awakening and they're mistaking it for, you know, different things. I'm not here to say that what I'm about to say is true or not. But sometimes we're very quick and fast to label people. And to say that they're having problems or issues. Because they don't fit in society's norms or we don't want them to be a certain way and we don't want them to function so we want them to function a certain place in a certain uh, category and we want to put people in a box because it serves our box it serves the box the bigger box we all live in boxes we all live in caves there's not one of us who does not live just sits outside and lives on the ground even you know if you were homeless you're living in something or you're in a box or you're living in something to sustain you and maintain you. So without our boxes, we're we're vulnerable. So who's to say that people who are having these mental awakenings, where there's so much information hitting them and so much feelings and emotion hitting them, that they're not having, not necessarily a crisis, but they're actually having an awakening. I'm not saying that all of them are that way, but there could be a lot of them. And so you have unqualified people working with people and categorizing them in a state of mental illness because that's the easiest way to say it. Uh, they have mental illness, so let's just put them in a box. Well, I'm here to tell you, my sister decided that she had to leave the planet on her own volition. 
But I'm not going to label her as a mental ill person. I'm going to label her as an awakened person. That it was time for her to go. It was her God-given right. You know, to decide what she was going to do with her life. The same way people decide what's good for them for the vaccine. Some people decide if it's good for them if they're going to have an abortion. The same way if someone wants to end their life. It's their decision. It's their choice. It's not my choice. Is it fair or unfair? What's fair and unfair? Is it unfair because you're not going to see them anymore? Because you're, you're sad because they won't be around? You know, we don't know what happens in the mind of people. But I know that people sit there sometimes in their rooms and wonder what's going on in the world. This can't be all that we can, we're going to have. This can't be how my life was meant to be. So I'm here to just remind you to be careful and tread easily with people when they have problems. You know, it's easy to throw our two cents and our opinions about what we think about things. But sometimes our words cut deep. Our words cut so deep that we don't even know we cut somebody. Ah, you're stupid. Ah, you don't get it. Whatever, you know. Now, some people can fight through that. Some people are good and they can fight through that. But if you get cut enough and you get traumatized enough by people, it's program, their, their version of their programming onto you to be a problem. Are there chemical imbalances in people? Absolutely. I'm not going to sit here and say they're not. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that people aren't, aren't doing things because there's nothing, there's not a chemical imbalance. There could be a chemical imbalance, but there's also a spiritual imbalance that nobody ever talks about. It's very rare that you hear anybody talk about spiritual imbalance. And I'm not talking about religion and God and Jesus and, you know, Buddha and stuff. I'm talking about the spiritual imbalance of you connection with the mother earth, connection with spirit connection with yourself connection with all the things that are around you you would have a much better attitude much more better understanding if you knew that you were connected to every single thing on the planet because the day this planet blows up the day this thing melts away you're nothing but carbon based material and that's all you're going to be floating around in space your pieces part and your energy will be scattered around because it has nowhere to latch onto at least when you die here you have something to latch onto and move yourself, propel yourself forward into the next existence. Now there are people here suffering on this planet because their connection, their spiritual connection is is seeking. It's wanting. It wants to know more. It wants to know that it's going to get better. They want to know that if they stay here, that life is better. Now our job is to make sure that we reach out to people who are having issues People who are having those symptoms that we recognize that we've labeled as suicidal or, you know, depression or sadness. How do we do that without overstepping our bounds? How do you do that? How do you do that without making anybody feel like they're something's wrong with them? Because, you know, what, there may not be there's something may not be that anything's wrong with them. Maybe it's just how they're feeling in that moment. And, you know, most people who take their lives... It's usually in that moment where they're the most fragile. Where they heard the one thing or they felt one thing or didn't feel anything. And they come to regret that they took their lives. But then there are other people who precisely know exactly why they took their own lives. Now I'm not going to sit here and say my sister was wrong because she wasn't. The only thing that I can say is I miss her. And I love her.
And if anybody wants to judge her, that's on them because of their belief system in the creation of their manifestation of what they think life is, should be lived like and how their creator creates the rules and the paradigms and all the things for their existence. My creator, my version of creation is everything that's around me. The trees, the mountains, the sky, the people next to me, the love. My God doesn't punish me because I make an error. I punish myself enough when I make an error. I don't need a sentient being, an almighty being to whoop my ass and to remind me that I'm inferior to him or her. What God would do that? What God would say, you're bad because I'm right and I'm supreme. You should strive to be more like me. Good luck with that. We can't even look in the face of God, right? So how are we going to compete with that? Now I know you all have your belief systems and I have mine. And that's fine. And that's okay. But belief systems come because we believe something. We've latched onto something. And because we've seen things and we understand things. My belief is every little thing in this room. Those trees back there on this bookshelf. These are trees. This is all trees right here. You see this? This trees. These books are trees. Reincarnated. Remanifested. With words of knowledge and wisdom on them. From countless people. My phone. My iPhone. My iWatch. Minerals. Copper. Silver. Plastic. From the earth. From earth mother. From the soil. From the liquid. Okay. It didn't just... It's man-made, yes, man-made it, but it's from the mother, her gift to you, so you could create and you could eat. Give thanks to her. If we would give thanks more to the Mother Earth and understand her, this planet would be a better place. But, oh no, we can't do that, because then we would be heathens. Oh no, we can't do that, because that's superstition. Oh no, because that's witchcraft. Oh no, because that's shamanism. Oh no, we can't do that. Who, they, what would people think of us? That we're going backwards? <laughs> Excuse me. Your toilet paper. Trees, man. Wiping your butt with trees. Enjoy it. Give thanks. Say thanks, Earth Mother. Thanks, tree. How many of you sit there and go and don't even notice that? You just throw it away. Chuck it out. Roll's empty. But you appreciate it when you don't have that toilet paper roll. When it's empty and you're on the spool going like that. And you have to wipe your butt with the spool. Because there ain't nobody to help you there. Because you're too embarrassed to call to somebody. Because you weren't on the ball. To realize that you were going to run out of toilet paper. It's funny how things become important. When we don't have any of it or less of it. So remember what I'm going to tell you. When the earth can't give you any more. And you have to grovel and hold on to what you have. You'll appreciate it more. Because if you think that this is sustainable in this 3D world. In the way we're living and moving. You know. You're going to have a rude awakening. We're all going to have a rude awakening. 
only I can do so much, you can only do so much, and those who really understand what I'm talking about, the philosophies of Mother Earth. I believe in a supreme being, yes, but I also believe in the being of Mother Earth, in the gifts that she gives us every day. Because it's duality. What is above is below. The earth. The embrace, the hug. The sun. Do I pray to the sun? No, I acknowledge the sun. I said, thank you, creator, for creating the sun. Thank you for the warmth that you give me. When it's cold and bitter outside. When you zap me up and make me feel energetic. Thank you. Thank you, trees, for the air that you sustain us and fill my lungs with. Here's my contribution back to you. But now you find that more kids, more adults, more people have more ailments and more sickness because we're depleting the earth. We can't grow enough trees to sustain the planet. But yet we want to destroy the planet and make it I don't know. And we're, we're searching for other life on other planets. Elon Musk and, you know, Jim Bezos and those guys. They want to they want to move to Mars and terraform it. Listen. The problem is that we don't know how to take care of this planet. Is as neat and tidy as you think you are as a human being. We should be fighting for the Earth's survival. Is there global warming, global freezing, global whatever? All of it's true. Will the tides rise? Absolutely. You know, do some research about time itself. And how the waves and the moon and everything works together to sustain the, the balance of the earth from spinning itself out of axis. You know, there's so much that we don't know about the earth and yet we just use it. We think it's just a big gas station. You know, we're, we're, we're like these little shops that live around a mini mart, you know, our life is sustained around gas stations. You know, wherever you live, there's gas stations around. So we don't have to go too far to fill up. So we're, we're reliant of the earth's blood, earth mother's blood. So no wonder we can't move out of the 3D because we're dependent on the 3D world. And then we want to get out of the 3D and go into the 5D world. We can't. So we create virtual reality so we can temporarily leave our worlds to sustain ourselves in another world that we're probably going to corrupt too somehow. But remember, that's somebody else's creation. Everybody forgets this. This is somebody else's idea, somebody else's dream, someone else's vision for you to latch on to and give them some money. Give them money, money. No, I'm not here to, dip, to say, hey, it's going to be bad or good. Because I don't know. I'm just here to remind you. You didn't make that. You've contributed to that. You've invested in that. And you're giving to that when you empower that. So... When Facebook blocks you and Facebook controls you, I'm not talking, I'm just talking about all social media. I'm just using Facebook as an example because I use it too. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. You know what you're getting into. So when you go into the metaverse or metaverses, because there can be multiple verses, don't be shocked. Don't be surprised. You see weird shit. 
if it doesn't work out for you. Because most likely, if you can't make it here, you know, you're not doing too well here. The illusion is they're selling, trying to sell you that you can make it there. In the metaphors, you can be somebody. You can do something. You kind of still take the same habits that you have here into there. So be careful when you travel there. I don't know what's going to happen in there. I already see. I already watched some things from videos. It's quite interesting. Kind of scary. Kind of neat. Kind of futuristic. Kind of matrixy, right? But the thing that I'm trying to say is this. Humanity has to have purpose. Because human humans have to have something to live for and drive for. So when you're awakening, you have to have a drive. An awakening person has to know where they're going to go. What they want to succeed. Do you want to share stories? Do you want to be more blissful? Do you want to be in a place of not needing so much like you used to? Is it about creating more love in the world? Is it about understanding that the things the way they are no longer serve us but yeah it serves us because we sustain it. it's like a bad relationship you're in it because it's convenient you're in a relationship because it's convenient it's more easy just to hang out here well i got what i need here so why why mess it up why why start over why start over you start over because that's what we do but people don't want to start over that's the thing. A lot of people are tired of starting over. People want things to be just relaxed. Most of us want to live our lives comfortably. And we don't want to be bothered. And we want to enjoy the friendships we have and go home and relax when we have to. To be connected to another human being is a lot of work. To be connected to multiple human beings is a lot of work. But it's, it's gratifying work. It's love energies, love heart work. When you connect to other human beings. So like R2-D2, even though he wasn't human, he was connected to all those those human beings. Luke Skywalker. Actually, he was connected to Anakin Skywalker way before everybody, his dad, before Luke Skywalker. And then BB-8 shows up, steals his thunder for a little bit, you know. And then they brought in the little droid from the last movie, you know, Force Awakening. The next Skywalker movie. I don't even know his name. <laughs> it's not important right now. But as you wake up, just know that it's gonna it could be difficult. Reach out, search out, meditate. How do you meditate? Start with five minutes. Just close your eyes. Be mindful of your breathing. Just know that you're breathing. And once you're mindful of your breathing, just relax again. Just let it go naturally. Just let it move out. It's not, I don't even want you to think about inhaling and exhaling, you know, the breaths, because that's a whole different form of meditation. But to start with meditation, just, just relax. Let your guard down a little bit. It's not about obtaining, it's about receiving. What the universe was wanting to share with you. See the universe is sharing with you. But the old programming is blocking you. Because it's perceiving it to be. Something not good for you. It's perceiving it as a virus. For perceiving it as a. Malware. It could be. For some. 
the same way we have computer programs, we have societal program. Societal program dictates how we live, what is the rules of engagement, what it means to be this or do that, or if you do this or you do that, if you break this rule, what happens to you? So I'm just here to let you know that I am a resource too for people, you know, as I teach my classes and I teach my medicine. I understand that, excuse me, I understand too that it's not going to be an easy ride. But when you wake up and you can see the sun and you go, wow, it's beautiful. When you wake up and you see the moon, you go, she's beautiful. And you look up the stars and you go, wow, those stars already burned out a million years ago and the light's just still traveling to the earth. That should make you think about things. Should really make you think about who and where you are relative to the earth and to how other things see you. Someone else is sitting on another planet looking at our planet as it shines back and goes, wow, that star burned out a million years ago. So are you dead? Are you alive? Are you all things at one time? You know, there's so much science can't explain. Because science hasn't been there. Science can only give their theories and thoughts of how things work. So sometimes when the scientists talk about things, it's just projections and models. And unless you've been in a black hole, you really don't know what happens in a black hole. You just have the idea of what would possibly would happen in a black hole. And if you survive through the black hole, as they say, you may find that, you know, there's nothing there or there's everything's there. But right now you're starting to see a whole plethora of movies that have to do with uh, multiple universes, you know, the multiverses, the different aspects of ourselves, the different versions of ourselves. You're starting to see a lot of that right now. It's really cool, but it's really confusing. And it can cause a lot of questions in your mind. But this is somebody else's thought, thinking, processing, sharing of the way people talk and communicate. If it if if it's on a video game, it's possibly that it could be it could defy, you know, the laws of physics. Now they're talking about the laws of physics changing. So there's a lot of things that are happening because our universe is expanding and growing every day. It's just becoming one huge experience. As the earth gets bigger, because it does get bigger because the lava and the, the the people and the you know, there's just a whole things that contribute to that. And the universe is just still expanding and science can't give you an answer why science can't say hmm i don't know why it's expanding it should be imploding it should be imploding back on itself because it's not done creating and it may never be done creating because there might be an infinite path forever of its creation constantly just moving into creation so hopefully Hopefully I answered some of your questions or shared some of my thoughts with you. And I'm open to dialogue and communication. If you have and you want to spend time with me and sit with me, we can philosophize together about things and share ideas, beliefs, visions, desires, dreams about what it means to raise the vibration on this planet. 
the same way your cell phones work in that vibration those energies run through you we send out these vibrations and energy too you can look at people and they, you can feel their energy looking at you when somebody winks at you or someone says you know you look beautiful or says something you can feel that energy you can feel that something's there or something you don't want to be there or something you want to be there either way that's how you look at it in the most one of the most powerful words in this in our existence is the word love in the english language we only really have one in that lang that word is used with inflections in our in our language i love you means yeah I love you. I see you. I recognize you. I love you. I love you. Depending how we use the inflection and the word love in our language is how we communicate what it means. The same with I like you. I like you. You can feel the energy. You can feel that. Did you feel that? I say, hey, I like you. Or it's like, I like you. I like you. <laughs> you know, it, the English language is a lot about inflection. So guys, do your very best to move into the energies that you need to move into. And do what you have to do. And I'm grateful for all of you. And I love you all. In my own crazy version of whatever love is. Just be the best version of yourself every day. Do what you can every day to improve yourself. And be where you need to be. And be with the people you want to be. There will be people who you love very dearly who will no longer be in your circle. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means that they're in a different space. And you're evolving or they're evolving into different routines and different feelings about themselves and about you. And that's okay. So don't get butthurt about it. It's just what it is. If they come back, fine. If they don't, fine. Just remember the beautiful things that you shared. And don't stifle the new people coming into your life because they want to share with you. They want to be part of you. Embrace them, love them, set healthy limits and boundaries with them. You know, share with them what you feel. And just remember, healthy limits and boundaries goes a long way in the beginning versus later. Don't wait to set the parameters early. Because if you don't, it's harder later because then you let things go by. Just be an advocate for yourself. Advocate for you. Speak for yourself. Don't let others speak for you. Unless you give them the unless you give them the floor but other than that just honor who you are as a human being on this planet honor what you've created honor the things that you've helped birth help create all right guys i want to say have a great great day great evening have a great holiday i will see you next year as i share my thoughts and we move into season seven in january of iggy garcia live so it's good to be here much love irisiqui matakuyasin ho'oponopono it's all love and i'm gonna say ho and i will see you guys next time and i am on youtube so subscribe 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 i am on instagram i'm on tiktok and i'm on facebook of course this is where i do most of my podcasting and I am on Spreaker, I am on Spotify, and I'm on anywhere where podcasts are free. You can catch my live stream. And so if you have any questions and things you want me to talk about, things you want me to share, guests you want me to have on, let me know. I'll get them on here like I have in the past. 
Love you guys dearly. Thank you for your support. 2021 is almost out of here. I can't wait to move into the new energy that we need to move into because this energy has just been ridiculous and no fun. And if those of you who lost family members and friends, my deepest consolence, consolence to you guys. And I'm so sorry for your losses. And just know that you're, you're not alone. And I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean that we feel you we honor you because we've had losses too and that's part of life but the way losses are happening is not normal in my book the way i feel so thank you everybody for all your support over the years with my show with my podcast my sh my, my drumming my uh, ministry and everything that i do i'm very grateful for those of you who've been part of my life I'm just at all with all the support that I got from my sister's passing, my mother's passing, my father's passing. You've been there for me, and I hope that I've been there for you at some level, in some degree, that I can bring you comfort to your aching hearts. Sometimes just saying thank you or just saying I'm sorry might, might do the trick, and then sometimes there's just never enough to say. But I know one thing is, it's good to be here. Sometimes that may not feel that way. But it, what I mean is it's good to be here knowing that you and I are connected. That the universe and I are connected. And that things are going to get better. Because we want to make them better. And remember your ancestors and all they've done to get you to this point in time. To get you here in 2021. You're here because of their DNA the blood teachings that unlock inside of us and there's always that dominant one that shares that love joy heart embrace that give thanks to that honor and love yourself the best you can don't expect someone else to say i love you you say it first and you'll be surprised what happens Take care, my friends. Be well. I will see you soon. And I will see you in 2022. And we'll see you soon. Don't forget Ash Cave on January 15th. We'll be doing our winter gathering. All right. Take care, my friends. Bye-bye.